to Top in Tech, Global Council's weekly podcast on global tech policy. I'm Colin Darcy, Senior Practice Director at Global Council. This week, we're going to be talking about the regulation of chat GPT and generative AI. This follows the appearance in Congress of OpenAI's CEO, Sam Altman. Policy debates around regulating AI and specifically regulating generative AI are evolving at pace, both in the US and also globally, as we saw recently at the G7 summit. So to talk us through where things stand on US AI regulation is Sonia Vasconcelos, Associate in GC's Washington DC office, and she tuned in to watch Sam Altman give evidence before lawmakers. So welcome, Sonia. Thank you very much for joining me today. I wonder if you could just start off by taking listeners through what was the tone and the dynamic? Was this the sort of aggressive grilling that we've become used to when tech CEOs appear before Congress? So unlike most hearings with big tech CEOs, this hearing was actually largely tame, with lawmakers treating Sam Altman as almost a steward of the industry, asking questions and taking his opinion. But this doesn't necessarily mean that lawmakers weren't deeply worried about the harmful side of the growth of AI tech. But it does mean that Altman wasn't kind of painted as the boogeyman for the industry. I think part of this is due to the fact that chat GPT is still really in its early stages and lacks any major scandal. But I think another part of this is that lawmakers are still really in the information gathering phase trying to understand how this technology actually works and what the future uses are. In addition, throughout the hearing, Altman explicitly called for increased regulation of AI. I think this helped with the overall tone of the hearing, with both lawmakers and Altman agreeing that regulation is actually necessary for the growth of the industry. I think you hit the nail on the head there, Sonia. When, say, Mark Zuckerberg appeared before Congress, that was in the fallout and the wake of the scandal around Cambridge Analytica, concerns around what happened during the 2016 election. And that meant there was huge amounts of pressure going into that hearing and also a sense of hostility from certain lawmakers towards uh, Facebook as a company. OpenAI is is pretty young, at least young in, since it's broken through the chat GPT, and there hasn't yet been an obvious major sort of scandal or controversy that's come from the use of their technology. That may come in the next year or two, and we might see the tone that is adopted towards uh, that company, should they have a second hearing, change markedly. But but time will tell on, on that point. I did want to pick up on what you, what you said at the end there, Sonia. You said that both lawmakers and industry, i.e. Sam Altman, but some of the other witnesses who appeared uh, before Congress, uh, did agree that regulation was necessary. So talk me through that. So he, Sam Altman called for more regulation, but was it your typical senior corporate exec who comes along and calls for more regulation, but isn't that specific? Or was he? did he give details of what he actually wanted to see introduced? Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, Altman specifically emphasized the need for regulation of the industry and was pretty specific, focusing on issues like licensing and testing rules for new AI products, in addition to the establishment of industry-wide standards. Altman even brought up the idea of the U.S. making a new agency to regulate AI and oversee this licensing system. Now, this would be a huge change from other U.S. tech policy 
and would go even further than the EU's AI Act. However, there are still questions about whether the U.S. actually needs a new agency to regulate AI or whether the FTC's current scope and enforcement authority could be expanded to oversee OpenAI and other AI companies, particularly as it relates to AI harm. Now, Altman was also pretty open to the idea of establishing international AI standards. He was even open to countries establishing an international body to regulate AI, like we have the Atomic Energy Agency. Now, notably, Altman was pretty ambiguous on the key question of transparency for training data, but he was pretty open for independent audits of companies like OpenAI. So overall, he was pretty specific and open to ideas of policy, but again, was just ambiguous on this key question of transparency of training data. And his testimony was complemented by a, a blog post that he and others at OpenAI published yesterday, and it, it goes into that idea that you just talked about, an equivalent of the International Atomic Energy Agency, but for for AI, and but very specifically, not just for AI or generative AI, but for for super intelligent future AI systems. It, what's quite interesting about that is that his intervention, both in Congress but also in the blog, actually goes significantly further than some of the regulatory measures in jurisdictions like the European Union, which at the moment are probably the most advanced in looking to regulate not only AI but also generative AI specifically. They go much, much further. The idea of an an equivalent of the IAEA is is, is well beyond uh, some of the copyright uh, requirements or indeed the testing and conformity requirements that the generative AI products would have to undergo under the EU's AI Act. But I think what's also quite interesting there is the way in which the pitch is made by OpenAI was to demarcate between future super intelligent AI and other AI that has less compute power and less potential up until that point, i.e., what we're talking about now. So a demarcated approach in technology, which again is sort of almost throwing a bit of shade at the European Union, which is looking to regulate the outcomes and the risk-based approach towards AI technology now, not to wait till it advances to a super intelligent level. So a very different contrasting approach to some of the ideas that we're seeing in legislatures around the world at the moment. But we've talked a lot, Sonia, about what Sam Altman and OpenAI think. Can you just now give us the perspective of the those who are asking the questions, the, the congressmen and women, the lawmakers, what issues did they raise as priorities? So lawmakers brought up a wide range of worries related to the growth of AI, including the impact of AI on copyright and patent law, the potential for antitrust as AI grows, and how AI could affect the viability of local news organizations. As you can see, these concerns range throughout various industries, jurisdictions, and emphasize the broad implications that the growth of AI has and the hard job that policymakers have in regulating the use of this technology. In addition, lawmakers raise concerns that other jurisdictions, and most notably the EU, have already kind of gained a first mover regulatory advantage. And in particularly around this, lawmakers underscored the importance of the U.S. taking a leading role in shaping future policy. Now, notably, when questions arose around mass data collection for large language, large language models, or LLMs, the conversation really focused around intellectual property rights rather than data protections. 
Now, this is a big change from other jurisdictions like the EU, where Italy recently temporarily banned OpenAI over privacy concerns, and where the European Data Protection Board recently established a task force to investigate AI. I wonder about the point you made before there, Sonia, where we talk about the failure of Congress to pass federal level laws. And I just wonder around whether the pace at which the technology is developing combined with the fact that we're seeing state-level laws regarding AI regulation, and we're seeing high-profile calls from industry, like we've been talking today, for regulation, that this might buck the trend that we've seen in recent years, perhaps not before the 2024 elections, but but perhaps after, though obviously it will depend on, on the outcome that we see there. Another current that we see all the time in, in US tech policy, and indeed European tech policy is is that question of Chinese competition. And could you just give us a couple of quick comments here, Sonia? Was was Chinese competition on AI a notable theme during the hearing, a notable motivation for either industry participants or for lawmakers? So as you said, Edgar Wright, China is normally at the center of US national security concerns related to tech. But conversations and questions about China were actually noticeably absent from this AI hearing. And even when lawmakers were talking about the importance of U.S. taking a leading role in future policy, most of the questions were surrounding the EU's AI Act and the U.S.'s failure to act with other internet and media issues previously. Now, one of the reasons that I think for the lack of questions around China may be because the most prominent concerns related to China's AI growth by U.S. lawmakers is really around its military use, whereas this hearing was much more focused on the commercial use of AI. And in this case, the U.S. is much more concerned about the EU's quick adoption of its AI Act. I think that being said, though, I'd be surprised if the China question doesn't come up in future questions about AI policies in future hearings, and in particularly as it relates to China's military use. And we've seen, of course, that in the context of international fora, such as the EU-US Trade and Technology Council, uh, where we have a summit coming up at the end of this month, there's been a big push from the US side to come for joint principles and joint agreements with the EU on issues like trustworthy AI. And behind a lot of that will be the concern around the source and the origin of a lot of these AI products and services, particularly coming from China, and wanted to have a common Western approach to how that technology is deployed from countries where there are tense uh, foreign relations, particularly China. So we've talked now about the debate. So Sonia, and we've talked about the potential prospects of whether there might be legislation. So let's talk about what's on the table. So there's this initiative from Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Could you just talk us through what what, what is he talking about? What is he proposing? And you know, how do you see that playing out? Yeah, absolutely. So as you mentioned, Toomer has been spearheading an effort to build a bipartisan coalition around a comprehensive AI framework that could build enough momentum across both parties to actually pass, or at least he hopes so. And in fact, as recently as last week, Schumer met with a small bipartisan group of senators to take the next steps in crafting a potential bill, emphasizing that lawmakers needed to move fast here. The group of lawmakers, which included Senator Mark Heinrich from New Mexico and Senator Todd Young from Indiana, 
are hoping to recreate the bipartisan success that lawmakers had last year when they passed the Chips and Science Act. And in addition to meeting with fellow lawmakers over the past several weeks, Schumer has actually been meeting with AI experts and industry leaders across various industries and sectors. Now, Schumer's framework for his bill is really centered right now around four main guardrails. With the first three guardrails focused on transparency to give federal administration, agencies, and Congress the information that they actually need to make policy. And the final fourth guardrail is focused on maintaining these so-called American or Western values as AI tech grows. As part of his plan, independent experts would be allowed to test and look over AI tech ahead of public release and give users access to this data. Now, much of these issues and ideas actually align with what Altman and other lawmakers were talking about in his hearing last week. And while this all seems pretty promising, further details of the framework have yet to be released. And we're actually not quite sure if this framework will be able to build this bipartisan coalition that it actually needs to to pass Congress. Okay, so Sonia, let's stick on that bipartisan coalition point, because we've talked today, there seems to be a seeming outbreak in consensus between industry and Congress on the need for regulation, and indeed between Republicans and Democrats on the need for regulation. So do you think there is chance, as I alluded to earlier, that there will be some form of AI regulation before the 2024 elections, whether that's the the Schumer initiative or or something else? So even though it does seem like AI could be an area that's that's ripe for cooperation among both parties, I think legislation at this point is still unlikely. At least for now, the complexity and prioritization rather than partisanship pose the, the, the biggest challenge here. And as I mentioned earlier, there's a really broad range of worries from lawmakers around AI that they want to address. And in addition to to these wide range of worries related to AI, part of what I think is slowing members from acting quickly on an AI bill is really a lack of understanding of the tech and what issues could arise in the future with AI. And again, this is why lawmakers are looking to industry leaders like Altman for information. But with razor-thin margins on both chambers of Congress and big issues like the debt ceiling and the 2024 election on the horizon, the outlook for a potential AI bill is still pretty dim. However, all this doesn't necessarily mean that the scrutiny of the industry will die down. We should still expect a number of future hearings focus on AI in various sectors, like healthcare, for example. In addition, in lieu of legislative action, We should still expect federal agencies like the FTC to ramp up enforcement actions related to AI harms. In addition, the Biden administration is likely to build on the already non-binding actions that they've taken on AI, including the AI Bill of Rights and the the NIST AI Risk Management Framework. However, the Biden administration's ability to regulate will still be limited to their current existing legal powers. And this is notable because it means that more ambitious ideas like auditing LLM data, like we had talked about earlier, will need to wait for action in Congress. So in summary, it's a little bit more of the same. And like we've seen in other tech policy areas, that is the more likely outcome, i.e. the administration will use the regulatory powers that it already has. But those regulatory powers aren't going to meet the ambition of some of those ideas that were being talked about in Congress and that we've talked about on this podcast today. 
We'll have to see how that plays out over the coming weeks, months, and years. It's something we'll certainly return to, Sonia, on a future podcast. So thank you for joining me. And just to say thank you to everyone on the line. As always, if you, your business, or your investment are exposed to the trends that we talked about today, which most notably would be the regulation of AI and the regulation of generative AI very specifically, just don't hesitate to get in touch. You can find the contact details for, for Sonia and for other colleagues at Global Council on our website at www.global-council.com or via the link in the podcast notes. Thanks very much for joining us and see you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>